You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. UCSF Medical Center is ranked the number one hospital in California by U.S. News & World Report. UCSF Health, redefining possible. That's really the one. All of those things, if I just need one of them to happen, I'm going to say it's about 52%. Because I. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio on demand. NBC Sports Radio Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hi, I'm Robbie Earl, and welcome to Two Robbies Football Show. International breaks, well, they're done for now. It's all about the Premier League till the turn of the year. And we've had a Saturday with Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool all playing. And as ever, we've had plenty of football drama. If you want to get involved in this conversation, give us a call on 855-323-4622 or tweet us at the Two Robbies FS in the best call. Best tweet of the day wins an exclusive Two Robbies mug. Right, we have to start the day at the Etihad. And Liverpool doing what I call a real number on title favourites, Manchester City. And I don't know if, if anybody really saw this coming. Jurgen Klopp said, well, I think it's like six games in charge now. And I'd like to think we've seen some kind of development in the Liverpool team since Jurgen Klopp's taken over. Certainly more energy in the games you've seen that players are, are, have run further. The statistics back that up. But they look a little bit more vibrant, a little bit more dynamic, closing down with a little bit more purpose. We've seen a little bit of that press, the counter-press that, that has been well-known with Jurgen Klopp, where they look to win the build ball back early, as Coutinho did for Liverpool's first today. We've seen a little bit of width in their play where they, they've pulled wide, especially the fullbacks, getting wide areas to create those holes in the midfield for the likes of Coutinho, Lallana and Firmino to do their, do their thing. And I think we started to see a little bit of the movements, the rotations between the front three especially. Today again, they went Firmino up top with Lallana and Coutinho in behind them and that looked like it, it caused Manchester City all kinds of problems. So, We've seen advancements from Jurgen Klopp, but today for me was a significant step forward because this was a Manchester City team that Sergio Aguero was back and supposedly fit enough to, to play 60-odd minutes in the game. Yoyo Toure was in the team. At the back, yes, they were missing Vincent Kompany and Otamendi, which proved too much for them. But it was a decent Man City team who've won five of their six games at home. And I have to say, Liverpool went into, into the match and dominated possession from the midfield. And, and it looked like they, they were tactically so set up. And I, I know I've got my mate, hopefully my mate's been able to connect with us, Robbie Musto. He's a big Jurgen Klopp fan. Musto, just mm. tell me what, what you thought of them today. How good were they, especially in that first half? 
Amazingly good. Amazingly good. I, I thought they ran all over the top of Manchester City. It was a, a victory of youthful enthusiasm, of mm. energy, of uh, work rate, work ethic, of, of the transition game, the strength of the transition game. There's nobody better now at the moment in the league than Liverpool for winning the ball back in good spots and springing forward to create chances. We saw at the start of the season, Rob, mm. they didn't quite get all parts of this little plan together. But all of a sudden now, when they win the ball back, they have got players playing up front now that's, that's full of confidence. I mean, Roberto Firmino, Robbie Hill, what, what's happened to him? He was stunningly good today. I thought him and Coutinho, particularly Brazilians, linked up. A very impressive uh, performance, absolutely. There was, only, there was only one person on, on the Liverpool side who worked hard, who did more, put more effort into the game than Firmino, and that was the coach, by the, the way, Jurgen Klopp. We had, a, we, had a, we had a camera of him on the touchline, mate. Let me tell you, he is mm. up and down. I mean, if, if, if there was a heat yeah. map on that touchline, it would be red hot. And, and that's almost just a mirror of what he wants from his team and the way he wants him to play. Lee Dixon picked something up very, very uh, cleverly in, in the commentary today, where Firmino was dropping a little bit deeper. And every time Liverpool won the ball, they couldn't release and they couldn't get their midfield players into the game because they had no one to hit. And Lee Dixon said that Jurgen Klopp was shouting and screaming at Firmino to stay higher up the pitch so they had a target. He stayed higher the next minute, Rob. They got the ball and got the second goal. And that's the kind of, of coaching and the influence he's having over this group of players. Yeah, I just think it's uh, it's just a, a, it's fascinating to watch. It's fascinating to watch, Rob. It's the same, it's a, you know, it's the same group of players, isn't it, mm. that, that uh, Brennan Rodgers had, but a coach that brings in as much, you know, focus on defending and winning the ball back as he does on the other side. I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big believer in when you think about trying to create as a coach to score goals. There's yeah. kind of there's kind of three ways that you, you do that, Rob, isn't there? You, mm -hmm. you kind of you score goals from set pieces. You yeah. score goals by building up carefully and dissecting, find a way through when they're behind the ball. That's the hardest way. Yeah. The other way, and the vast majority of goals are scored on turnovers, turnovers. winning the ball back. Yep. So, yep. so as a coach, Rob, I'm always mm. or, or in, in that way of thinking, I'm thinking, why don't more coaches work their team or improve their team on winning the ball back? Because we know that everybody tries to play expensive football. So, you know, when you do win the ball back against these teams, there's going to be spaces. Liverpool are doing it. It's obvious. Others are going to start copying because it's absolutely working spectacularly well. It's interesting, Rob, as well, because we, we've got an interview that, that's going to run on Match of the Day tonight, and I think it's on NBCSports.com website. And, and it was Jurgen Klopp came down to, to see the guys at the side of the pitch, uh, Arlo, Lee and, and Graham. And he was talking, Rob, about how he looked at Manchester City and said he's got to disrupt their rhythm and their build-up play to, to start the game. And as he was talking, Rob, he, he's kind of this kind of awkward, goofy kind of character, yet... I, inside that head is one of the most tactical, astute football brains I think we've seen o o over recent years because tactically he had his team perfectly set up today. Lucas Holding, he had Chan and Milner on either side of him. They could bump fo forward at times mm. to cause problems. Firmino, when he stayed high, was it was an issue. And then underneath him, Lallana and Coutinho were pulling Manchester City all over the place. Tactically, he can look at a game, Rob, and break it down to perfection. I'll tell you what, sometimes when, when we were playing, Rob, right, and um, this happened a couple of times in my career, there was a moment in time, and, and for me it was when Brian Robson took over, we moved to a new stadium, we signed all these players, and the atmosphere and, and, the, and the kind of the flow of the, 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 the club, if you like, was, was special. And my question to you, is something special 
going on at Liverpool? Mm. Is this the start of something special? Because it, it, it feels when I watch it and I watch the manager, mm. I watch the players, I watch yeah. the way they celebrate. The, I mean, mm. it feels like something's good happening. Yeah, well, you know me, Rob, I don't like knee-jerk reactions. And um, listen, he's had six games, I think it's his seventh game in charge or, or, or something like, and, and he's definitely had an influence on the football. But the, yeah, the, the biggest thing, Rebecca Lowe said to me, what, 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 what do you see there? And I said, more than anything, I see energy and I see an enjoyment in the work that they're doing. I see a team wanting to do the things. I see a team enjoying when they're, they're, they're working hard and having to put their foot in. I see a team enjoying when they come out and hugging with the manager. And when you've got that in a football club rob as you know it's powerful and it's successful and it gets you to places to to win things and i just think in this short space of time for him to have had this influence over this group of players tells you how good a manager he was and that liverpool as much as it was a harsh decision to to move brendan rogers on have made the right choice in, in jürgen klopp and, i'll and say to you rob what, let, yeah. let me just ask you rob you know, I thought this was the biggest statement that they've made. They, they beat a, a half-hearted Chelsea, really, who are not at full flow at the moment. They, to go to Manchester City, many people's ti- title favourites, and win 4-1. I think the question is now, Rob, expectancy. And you're talking about it, you, what we're seeing. Does expectancy go through the roof? Do people start saying, oh, we're, we're a top-four team now with that, that's our potential? Yes. Yes, they do start saying that, Rob. They do start saying that, that they are... Um, potentially a top four team it's the hardest question i thought you were going to ask me you know who are they going to finish in the top four it's very it's almost impossible right mm. my gut feeling I'm, I'm looking at spurs and liverpool to make up the top four i don't think chelsea can do it they were much better today we'll go on and talk about them but i i still think they've got too much to do now chelsea to get back into the top four to finish in that top mm. four positions so for me it's going to be spurs and liverpool and at the moment i can't I, it's very hard to pick because they're both playing so well they're both playing with a lot of young players. And, I mean, that, again, Rob, just in terms of the league in general, mm. uh, you know, I'm not sure how much time we've got to get into this, but it, it, things are different. There's more young players, young mm. teams, new managers, new concepts, different hard tactics, work yeah. and passion is driving teams. Van Gaal at Manchester United, Leicester mm. City, Spurs with the young players, Liverpool. Mm. Is it, there's a change in vibe, Rob, about it, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. And listen, there was a change certainly at Manchester City who wouldn't have seen this coming. Five wins out of their six at home in in decent form. Aguero's back in the team. Rob, how poor were they today? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a performance that, um, to be honest... Is it worrying? Well, worrying. it's, 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 It's never far away. A performance like this with Man City is never far away. They'll go on a run of a few when they've reacted from the last disappointment they had, and they look brilliant, and we start to mm. say that they have got the best squad, they look a fantastic team, they're the favourites, and then they chuck in a performance like today. I mean, yeah. you know, Yaya Torre in midfield, my goodness, I mean, how Walking. frustrating is he? Where he yeah, place. he looks like he's exhausted. Mm. He was exhausted. Look, it did, and he didn't go minutes. away on international break this time. He's kind of taken a hiatus from that. And you, you talk about it, Robin, and I've got to say, Manuel Pellegrini was as... Animated and as disappointed as I've heard him. Just listen to this. Today we, we did all wrong. Huh? Individual performance, in the way we defend, in the way we attack, in the possession. It, all, it really was a very fake game for us. Not normal to play in this way, but it happens today. Listen, Why didn't he play I, just looked at, I looked at the back two today when I saw Mangala and Dem Michaelis. And yeah. I thought we had a really harsh tweet today. Somebody said City's defending was as bad as Robbie, Robbie Earl's moustache. Now, I think that's a bit hard <laughs> on the moustache. hasn't been that bad. The defending, the defending was, was horrendous. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why Otamendi didn't play. I don't know why Fernandinho didn't play. This is Liverpool. This is a resurgent mm-hmm. Liverpool. You're at home. You're in a great spot in the league. You can go top of the league. And, he, and he's worried of the travel and the international players. Some players, Rob, are more resilient than others. And, and I just think these two players, for me, of what I've seen of Otamendi and Fernandinho, are not players that get injured particularly easily. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hardworking. They're tough players. I think that was a mistake to chop with this rotation and changing the team, um, and it totally got found out. Yeah, I think agree with you. I think some of that disappointment might fall on, on Pellegrini's shoulders, resting a couple of those players. Time to take a break. Um, we'll have a look at Arsenal, who always seem to let you down just when you want to back them, and Manchester United comfortably sitting in second place, where points are probably better than performances. And we'll discuss both these teams after the break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies radio show. I just want to catch up with a few Liverpool tweets who seem to be backing the work of Jurgen Klopp. Yemi Mar says, Jurgen Klopp has given these players new hearts and new purpose, and they are new men. And Greg, you'll never walk alone. One says, passion and intensity evident every match from Liverpool players who stop playing for Brendan Rodgers instill belief instantly for Jurgen Klopp. So the Liverpool fans certainly... Liking what they've seen from Jurgen Klopp. One man who didn't particularly like what he saw today was Arsene Wenger. And he's very honest with his assessment of how his team played at West Bromwich Albion. I believe we were unlucky today. Maybe we had a bit lapses of concentration when we were 1-0. We were maybe a bit too sure of ourselves. And uh, uh, 35 minutes we were 1-0 up, 45 we were 2-1 down. Overall, I think uh, it was a bad day. We scored a non-goal, we scored a, a missed penalty, uh, we missed unbelievable chances. And then we end the lose. Robbie Musto, I know, I know, before you start, Groundhog Day, awesome Wenger again, telling us what's got, going, I, going I've wrong. Got down. And, and, and listen, Rob, today, they didn't play great. They get 1-0 up, Giroud gets a, a good header from an Ozil, delivery into, into the box, and then... Do you know when, at times, we've both been away from home, not playing well, you get 1-0 up, and you sort of collectively say to each other, come on, sit in here, let's keep it tight now, don't let them back in the game. Within a few minutes, a set-piece comes in, James Morrison brings West Brom level, and from that point on, the game gets away from Arsenal. Why is a manager, or why are the players, not dealing with this situation, and why are we in this, this same position again, where Arsene Wenger's coming out after the game and saying, well, this is, this is what we are, almost accepting the position? Yeah, I think, I think at West Brom, um, the way that Arsenal have been playing, to be fair, Rob, they, they've done very well against some of the mm-hmm. weaker teams. The teams are packing in a little bit. Arsenal have been very silky, very creative. Ozil, Sanchez, etc., etc. have done a really good job. Um, but we, what we have in the past, we have experienced these mm-hmm. type of performances and these type of lapses. And, you know, it's a little bit like Man City. We just talked about Man City. Um, it's the same kind of thing with Arsenal. It, it, it's something they're lacking, like leadership or some kind of ability to roll the sleeves up and to grind through some uh, certain performances. You know, I, I see that Francis Cochrane, I didn't, I didn't, there's so many games going on at the same time. Yeah. I concentrated on Manchester United's game, so I didn't see this game. Well, but I know United in a minute, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Cochrane went off injured. Yeah. And every time, any, any time something happens to him, Rob, I'm immediately yeah. thinking of the summer. And, you know, people, yeah. myself included, thinking that they needed extra guy in there. Morgan Snyderlin, I thought, was perfect for Arsenal, went to United. And that, I mean, if he's out for a few weeks, we haven't got mm. any confirmed reports on that yet. 
Yeah. That is a big, big blow. Well, bigger bigger than the defeat today is if Coughlin's out for anything up to, say, a yeah. month, Rob. You've got two yeah. Champions League games that are going to be crucial for Arsenal. They could be out of that competition by the time he gets back. They've got some important Premier League Premier League games still to play. And he's that one person in that squad, and we've said it a number of times, that is irreplaceable in many respects because they haven't got anyone who can sit in there. Arteta came on today... Didn't really affect the game, apart from scoring an own goal, getting injured and coming off again. Flamini mm. comes on his third choice, and I know he might have some great energy thing that's going to change the world, but he can't <laughs> get around the pitch anymore and be a defensive midfield player. Now, the only thing I would say in Arsenal's favour is the window's coming up in maybe six weeks or so. Does he go out and decide oh, to buy somebody in that midfield who can give them a little bit of physicality, a little bit of strength, and keep this title tr- track on? this thing on track because at the moment Rob other teams are losing no one's running away with it Arsenal is still have a chance I know when, when you said that you know the, the good thing for Arsenal that the window's coming up I thought you were going to say the good thing for Arsenal that nobody else is, is very good who wants to win the league it's, I mean is it is it that bad is it that tough a league you know people are suggesting mm. that, that the teams have all strengthened with expensive players it's a harder league now than ever I don't know if I'm having that, you know, in totally having that. I just think mm-hmm. that the, the big boys right now, Chelsea, we know what's happened to Chelsea. So it's like, well, on you go then. Who's next? Yeah. And they're not ready. They're not ready to really take control. And Arsenal's another team. Injuries, not just to Cockland, Rob, but, you know, you've got Kieran, uh, you've got Gibbs in midfield. You know, yeah. all these injuries, they pick up, they kind of, there's a hamstring. There's, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it does make a difference. Joel Campbell playing regularly is difficult. Yeah. Kieran Gibbs as a fullback playing wide is difficult. You just lose a little bit all all the time with all these injuries and it's just and and listen don't get me going again it's just oh, you know, I, i'm loving players. go on musty keep ranting no 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 i, I, I just think that they, they should be winning the league mm. this year no question they've got the money they've got experience brilliant squad of players with a few smart additions i know it's not easy to buy the right mm. guys they could still be powering on with a leader or two in that team and taking control of this title fight this season. Let me move you to another team who might just have title ambitions because they're not playing great silky football, but they're sitting second in the league and keep getting results. Manchester United got the job done again, Rob, at, at, yeah. at, at, at Watford. 2-1, late goal by, own goal by Troy from Schweinsteiger's shot. Should we be as critical of Louis van Gaal? They're second in the league, Rob. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of the big critics of Louis van Gaal. I, my, my, my words on him is stronger at the back. I like possession. I like the way that they control games. I, I want to be in a team that controls a position in, in, in a football match. Um, their, their struggles has been going forward, and we know the reasons, the younger players. But I'll tell you what today, Rob, particularly mm-hmm. in the first half, yeah. They look youthful. They look quick. They look yeah. excited. They, they, had a, they had a little bit of Memphis playing up front in a free roll. I thought he looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove. was lively. Lingard again in the side. Herrera, unfortunately, went off injured. But without Wayne Rooney, I have to say, I thought the front area of the field looked bright. It looked lively. They had some pace in behind it in Lingard. And, you know, they lost control of the game in the second half. So you know exactly what Van Gaal's thinking because they couldn't uh, put two or three, four passes together and Watford came back into the game. That's what he, he relies on. That They lost that. So they conceded the goal. But fair play. Fair play to this team. They, they went straight back up the other end right before the end and scored a goal. They forced that own goal with Schweinsteiger playing really well. But United, I'm telling you, this, this league is wide open. They're very close to it right now. They ain't going to win the league, in my opinion. But, but I tell you what, I, I don't think they're in a, on a bad run. And I, and I oh. think the critics of United and Van Gaal is a little bit harsh. 
Hold on just a little minute, because Robbie Moss, I don't know if you can hear. I'm just rustling my papers, and I'm getting to something that said Manchester United won't finish in the top four, as Robbie Moss have said about three weeks ago. I'm going to hold you to that, but time to caught up with us again, mate. We've got loads to get to on an action-packed Saturday of eight games. And I'm not sure what I'm more amazed about. Leicester City, top of the league, or Chelsea won a game in the Premier League. We'll have a closer look at both when we get back right after this. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies, talking all things Premier League, back in the tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show and don't let it ever be said that fairy tales don't exist when a team from the East Midlands who just about avoided relegation last year with, well, a superb run actually to keep them in the league sit top of the table after 13 games and no disrespect to him but something of a journeyman player who's played most of his football in the lower leagues has gone and equaled a Premier League goal-scoring record. This is Jamie Sir James Vardy equaling Ruud van Nistelrooy's record of 10 goals in 10 successive games. And he gets the chance to better that by one by scoring at Manchester United, would you believe, next weekend. And what a story it's been for James Vardy. What a story it's been for Leicester and Claudio Ranieri, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's why we love the game, isn't it? It's why we love the game, because you just never know. You never know who's going to be at the top. And we thought Leicester were going to be struggling at the bottom mm. of the Premier League. I looked sure. through the team lineup again today, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's all right. It's decent. It's, it's, there's very few star players. Mares is good on the right-hand side. Mm. Uh, they've swapped people out. Jeff Schlupp has been doing well. He's on the bench. Uh, even Ujoa scored today, as well as Vardy. Okazaki comes off the bench, Rob. So they've got some decent cover on the bench as well. Gokhan Inla, who's a, an international player, and he's played mm. at big clubs, can't get in this team. So it's, it's stunning. It's fantastic. Fairy tales and all that. It's, it's marvellous. Um, I know you love fairy tales, mate. I'm not quite, you know, I'm not. Oh, as come as on, embrace, year. hug, give, well, give Lester a hug. Yeah, I'd give him a hug, but they, you know, I, I got to be. I'm more of the of the, you know, your data the and facts. They're not staying. They're not staying in the top four. Oh, we, we look all at know you, that. party pupper. <laughs> we know that, but Lester no, v Barcelona in the Champions League next season. Can't you see it? <laughs> Listen, sure the only thing I would say, Rob, and the only thing I yeah. would say is that you've got to give them the credit, you know, the last nine games of last season, they lost one of those. 13 games this mm. season so far, they've, they've lost one game. So that's two games in, in 22 that, that they've lost. They've scored 28 goals more than anyone in the league. Eight wins, only one loss. You know, fair dues to this team, Rob. They're, yeah. they're playing like a top-four team, and they've been doing it now pretty consistently. No, they have, mate. And, I, and I, I'm, of course I'm giving them credit. I'm giving them a load of credit. I mean, in terms of, you know, like the salaries of that football club, they're nowhere near. I bet they're not, they're not even in the top half. The salaries that that, that squad earns that, that normally kind of shakes out roughly if you finish finishing position in the league at the end of the season, they're nowhere near that. So they're massively overperforming. It's fantastic to see. It's refreshing to see. Um, but they they got, you said Man United, they got Chelsea coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So Yeah, got listen, you, the only thing that puts me down is I'm looking at the fixtures, Rob. They've got Chelsea yeah. to come. They've got Everton to come. They've got Liverpool to come. They've got Man City to come. And they've got Tottenham to come all before January the 13th. 
14th. So there's going to be some tough games. But do you know what? I don't care at the moment. Give him some love. I hope Bordy goes and breaks a record at Old Trafford next week. It'll be gr- brilliant for him and the football club. And well done, Claudio Ranieri. Need to move on to Jose Mourinho and Chelsea, Rob. I know you watch this game. And a little new feature for the Two Robbies radio show, Musto Marks. You were going to give the players a little mark out of 10 for Chelsea because in the end, it was only a 1-0 win, but it was an important 1-0 win, Rob. How did this one go? Well, before I do that, I think, I, I think it's worth saying that, that Chelsea was showing signs last match day. Okay, and I know they lost, and yeah. I know everybody wants to jump on Jose Mourinho, mm. but I saw signs that I thought the team were getting back to kind of effort levels and determination and performances that they should be showing. Today was more of the same, more of the same. Very, very good performance, very good energy. There's a little bit of nerviness towards the end. They're going to be, you know, when you're, when you're now yeah. winning. Azar was good, Rob, in the number 10 role. It's the best I've mm-hmm. seen him play in that number 10 role. He was... I mean, he played in number 10, but he went so often to the outsides. But it wasn't all good for all players, and I've done my marks out of 10. And just to give you a little tease, there's marks here from 4 out of 10 to 9 out of 10. So let let me go down and um, explain the uh, the scores here. Begovic, 6. Kennedy played at left fullback. Yeah. And I like him a lot. Interested in this one. Yeah, but but 6. You know, he he wasn't brilliant at left back, and he struggled a little bit positionally. Uh, John Terry, 7. Kurt Zuma, eight, the best wow. defender. It, wow. it is, he's going to be, he'll be a centre-back of that football club for a long time. Well, you've seen Zuma and Stones at some point then, in that one? Well, yeah, if they can get Stones. <laughs> Zuma was excellent. Okay. Ivanovic, four. So there you go. That's, so that's how that contrast. That's because you don't Zuma like was, him anyway, Musty, I know that. No, no, he was he's struggling. He's struggling. Yeah. Back in the team today, yeah. he was poor on the ball. He kept knocking out a play. The fans even booed him a few times, Rob. He's, uh, mm. he's certainly struggling. Into midfield, better yeah. for the most part. Willian, seven. Cesc Fabregas was not going to get a seven, but because of what he did in the goal, he goes up to a seven. I, I still think he can be doing better in the midfield position. Nemanja Matic, six. Okay. Well, you know, just, mm-hmm. just done his yeah. job. Okay. Pedro, five. Wow. Struggling, Rob. You know, mm. flat has to deceive a little bit. Kind of his quick little feet and stuff. He's not yeah. producing end product goals and assists at the moment. So five for him. Um, Azad star. Star player, nine. Nine out of ten for him. And up front... Again, Diego Costa, by the way, was getting a five. Getting a five, he's gone up to a six. And I know he's got the winning goal. He took it very nicely. But mm-hmm. up to that point, he was poor. He was poor. His movement was bad. He kept giving the ball away. He, he didn't get into situations where he should be right in front of the goal to score goals. But he did score the winning goal. So that, in that regard, he gets a six. Not a great score for him. So you, what you're saying then, I, I think, is that some of the bigger players still are playing their way into form and hopefully that's going to be a process that, that they can do while they're winning games. I think the, the big thing with, with Chelsea is, Rob, and I've talked about this next six, seven weeks be, between now and the turn of the year, is huge for Chelsea. If they can re- rehabilitate, if they can put a little run of form together and get themselves back into that top ten, they will still, I think, be a challenge for, for a top four spot. Yeah, I think I think when you talk about ifs, I think the biggest if is Diego Costa. Diego Costa mm. has to start scoring goals because I don't think there's anybody really on the bench. I mean, Remy's no. done okay at times. Remy's in and out, it's, not good enough. Falcao's yeah, been a so, nightmare. 
Yeah, so it's got to be it's got to be Diego Costa, and maybe the goal today will give him a little bit of confidence. But he didn't look sharp. His finishing didn't look normal. And it, you know, mm. Chelsea's midfield can get back to the best. Azar can be stunning. I mean, Azar, some of the stuff he did today, Robert, yeah. putting the ball on the on the you know in the, in the dangerous areas was excellent. But if you've not got a striker who's mm. going to bang those goals in, like Costa did for the most part last year, alongside his injury issues, you're not going to climb as well as everybody thinks they're going to climb. So even if Chelsea get back playing great football. Mm. The striker has to score goals or they're not going to go on this run that everybody thinks they are. It's really interesting you say that. And, and I looked at, at Jose, I watched his press conference from, from yesterday, saw him after the game, a bit brighter, a little bit more humour, a bit yeah. of a sparkle back in the eye. Looks like yeah. th this break has, has done him good and, and, and his players. But one thing he did, he has gone on record and said, is that he, he doesn't really need money to spend and he, he doesn't need to bring new players in. And what you're saying, Rob, is it a gamble not to go mm. and get another centre-forward? 100%. Go and get 100%. Charlie Austin or somebody, if that's the case, who you can make money yeah. on or sell at the same value. But somebody who just gives you another option if Costa either gets involved with, with, with stuff off the ball that's going to get him sent off as suspended or at least can be, be an option if his form drops. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's hard to find. I mean, Charlie Austin's a great shout, but it's hard to find good strikers that's going to, that's gonna, you know, challenge Costa and play in that Chelsea team in January. But absolutely, that's what they should be looking for. They've got plenty of cover uh, pretty much everywhere else, really, with the options they've got. Ramirez came off the bench today, et cetera, et cetera. But that's my worry. That's my worry as a centre-forward. And him talking about Falcao, was, he's, he's physically, he's perfectly fine. He needs a little bit of love and all that. It's a mistake. Mourinho, it was a mistake. And, and he's made a lot of mistakes when you look at some of the players that's gone. I mean, probably, you know, Lukaku. Lukaku's banging the goals yeah. in for Everton. He let him go. Let him Kevin De Bruyne go. You know, there's various players that are playing well for other teams that he decided and you know to let go. I mean, it all just talking about right. him, Robin, and we're just going to get to the break. But I just want to get your sense on. Do you feel he might have, something might have happened in this break? He, he might have had a chat with the manager. Seems like the, 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 the club are backing him, have publicly come out and said he's the man, they trust him, they gave him a four-year contract. Just seems a different Mourinho to me, and I think that's a good thing for Chelsea. Yeah, it's a good shout, Rob. There was there's a couple of people came out and supported him. I think that's an important shout. But I think any kind of conversations between the team happened maybe two weeks ago, Rob, because I saw signs in the last league game that things were getting back on track. But you're right. I think the break, he looks a bit more relaxed and maybe he's going to chill out a little bit more. OK, mate, we're going to have to take our last break now and then we'll take a look at the two remaining games from this weekend. We've got a mouthwatering one at the lane. Sunday, fun day, Spurs versus West Ham. And on Monday, Crystal Palace hosts lowly Sunderland. So lots to get into there. You're listening to the Two Robbies Radio Show on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Radio Show. Well, we still have two games to look at from the weekend, but it has been a weekend where every game was started by playing the French national anthem in a unified response to the terrorist attack in Paris last Friday. It was another great illustration of the football community coming together against the forces of evil. Now, back to the football musty, and we've got a super Sunday. Spurs to take on West Ham at the lane. Two really good teams, two really good managers, two teams in decent nick. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Pochettino. I'm loving mm -hmm. the fact that he's trusted the young players really ever since he came into the job. Loving Deli Ali alongside Eric Dyer. I'm loving Eric Lamella on one side. Loving Moussa Dembele playing in the whole pen. The best football, Dembele, I think I've seen in his career in the Premier League. He's sometimes a little bit in and out, Rob, but he's got mm -hmm. all the kind of attributes to be a fantastic player. I think the Spurs team... There's some talk that he might be really, injured, really Rob, as well, though. I think there's some talk Pardon? that he has to have a fitness test before the game tomorrow. Yeah. Should yeah, be, a, I, be a big I, loss, I, wouldn't it? 
Big loss. Yeah, he would be. But I think he's going to mm. be okay. But I just yeah. think, you know, his development, Rob, I mean, is there a manager in the Premier League right now that's developing players better <laughs> than Michel Pochettino with Lamella, Dembele, Dyer? There's loads yeah. of them. Ali, yeah, and, and he did the same at Southampton as well, where he produced so much yep. talent that's gone on to play England internationals. And it's interesting, we talked about Liverpool early, and you were saying how, how there's a difference in, in the football now, the style and the way it's played. Energy becomes a big thing, Rob, doesn't mm. it? And there's plenty of young legs in this Spurs team that, you know, they can go toe-to-toe you. They can run all over you if you're not up for a game. And, and Pochettino's mm. got what I just think is a real good feel-good factor around this football club at the moment. Deli Ali scored a brilliant goal for England, Rob. Mm. I mean, we, you know, he's a midfield player. Uh, we were kind of attacking-minded ones at, at one point in my career. Yeah. I kind of went back into a defensive, you know, water carrier at the end of my career. <laughs> but you were a, a box-to-box goal scorer. Yeah. How good is Deli Ali? He's up there with as good as we've seen in the league for, for a long, long time. And, and it's not just his ability to cover a lot of ground, because we've seen that in, in plenty before, but he, he's got a nice feel for, for, for the goal when he gets in front of it. And I look at Raheem Sterling for all the money that Manchester City paid, and he hasn't got that goal-scoring, that natural goal-scoring instinct. And, and there's uh, similar ages. Raheem Sterling's had more experience uh, playing a, a bigger club for a longer time. But Deli Alley has got that calmness and that control that you need in, in the 18-yard box. A I laugh Frank Lampard when Frank gets there and so yeah. it makes him gives him an extra dimension and you know it, it, you're getting to the stage where you, you almost have to find a, a spot for, for Ali in the England team you have to find a spot for him in this, this Arsenal team as well which means at times he's keeping out Ryan Mason who's another talent but that just shows what what Spurs have got in depth the quality of, of young players who are coming in now. And, and I think putting their stamp on this football club, Rob, I think a lot of the, them older experienced players who might have just been holding things back a bit, Paulinho, I'm talking Adebayo, I'm, I'm, I'm talking players at Soldado. And maybe, Soldado, you know, yeah. they, were, they, were, they, were, they weren't bad players, but just when, when they're around and, and the young lads can't quite be themselves. Now, it, I can imagine that gesture being a buzz, them going out together, them enjoying each other's company, and then when, when match day comes, they enjoy winning football games together. Yeah, they're a nicely balanced team, Rob, from the centre-backs that we focused on. I think they're the best pairing in the league. You know, it used to be last year that Christian Eriksen was the main guy, and he was mm. a very, very important part of the team. He's just, he's still a great player, but he's less important now to the team. Talking about somebody who is important, that's going to be missing for West Ham United, yeah. Dimitri Payet. Correct. I mean, we've all enjoyed wow. what West Ham have done, some of the football. Wow. He mm. is out. How big a blow is that? It's a, it's a big blow, but I know that... Um... Slavin Bilic came out the other day and said Lanzini now has a chance to show how good yeah. he can be. And he said he's quietly been, been doing the job. But now with Payet out, the spotlight falls on him a little bit. But he's, he's shown that he, he's got good ability. He's going to be now in, the, in that central maybe role where he can dictate the play a little bit. And with the likes mm. of Moses around him and, and, and people that they can break on, on the counter-attack, he's got Andy mm. Carroll who's a good target ahead of him. So, you know, we, we, we get a little bit of a test from West Ham. It's a shame that they're missing a couple of big players who, who Valencia, Valencia and Payet who won't be playing they can't quite go to West Ham as they'd like but I remember back to the days when Sam Allardyce went to, to, to Spurs with West Ham and he played a false nine Kevin Nolan and got a result so <laughs> there's they enough in this West Ham team to, to, to upset the Spurs if they're not at it yeah but I don't think it's going to happen mate I, I think you know I think West Ham's squad is a lot better than it's been for a long time. So they're not going to fall off, you know, and have an awful run because they've got players you mentioned, Sacco, Jeff Sacco, I think is back soon. And, and they've got a big squad of players, Marizarati will come back in. Mm. But uh, this is going to be... What, what, in terms of the result, I'm, I'm favouring a Spurs 2-1 uh, victory. 
I'm going to go a little bit more. I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs, Robin. Uh, let's just move it forward to Monday. Interesting game at, at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace taking on Sunderland. Can only see a Palace win here. I think the fans are up for it. It's a night game. This Palace team uh, have taken another step. Their mentality, good win against Liverpool last time out. And I know Alan Pordew, I spoke to Mark Bright in the week, and he said Alan Pordew's driving this team and saying, you've got to forget about surviving in this league. Now let's mm. move forward and make an impression. And Sunderland, Rob, look woke at the moment they do look well for I think I think what they're going to do I think they're absolutely going to park the bus I, I think at Crystal Palace I think I think Palace struggles have been trying to break down a team that's, that's sat in a little bit we know about the, the pace they've got on the counter-attack and Kabai's ability to pick out these runners away from home I think at home they've struggled a little bit I think Sonnen will go there sit in and they'll hope to get something from a set piece or on the counter-attack mm. so I don't see it sounds like you're very very confident of a Palace yeah system. I'm confident of Palace I think a draw for Sunderland at most but as ever, mate, we, we've run out of time, so don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes to be able to download all the Two Robbies radio shows, and you can catch the Two Robbies podcast each and every weekend. And just time for us to recognise the tweet of the day that wins a Two Robbies mug, and that goes to Yemi Moore at Yemim Quoba. He said the Liverpool players have new heart and found new purpose with the new manager, Jurgen Klopp, so make sure you direct messages your address, Yemi Moore. And remember to catch those men in blazers for a suboptimal look at the Barclays Premier League. That's on Monday, 11 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for getting involved. We'll be back next Saturday, same time, same place, 5 Eastern on NBC Sports Radio. So until then, it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.